what up world it's your pass first point guard and blazers reporter mike richmond you are listening to another episode of locked on blazers part of the locked on podcast network available wherever you get podcasts Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. In today's show, we are answering a big old question. A question posed to me by many listeners, both pragmatists and pessimists, who have sent me tweets and sent me emails and said, what if they just traded Damian Lillard now? A little context here, <laughs> although if, if you're listening to Lockdown Blazers in the middle of August, I bet you know the context, but we'll give you 30 seconds out of respect in case, uh, you know, new fans, new new to the team, new to the game. It's been made abundantly clear this offseason that Damian Lillard is frustrated with where the Blazers are. Whether that frustration boils over into an actual trade request, as has been reported on True Hoop, but has not come to fruition, and Damian Lillard has um, sort of shot down the idea that a trade request is imminent, but he also has said publicly that he's, he hasn't made up his mind on what his future will be. So there's, there, just, there is an unsettledness with Dame, and it just kind of feels like the Blazers have, you know, one season to get it right at the most. Like, at the most, we're talking, we'll, we'll revisit this next July, and we'll be in the same spot. Other than this time, the, you know, the sort of urgency to get out of town will be a lot louder. So what I want to do in today's episode is, is sort of unpack the pros and the cons uh, for why why do it now or why wait? Like why, you know, is it time to just pull the Band-Aid off and trade Damon Lord and, and move on with the direction, whatever the next direction, next era of the of the franchise would be after trading a franchise pillar? Or is or is there value in, in giving this, at a minimum, one more go, you know, 82 games plus the playoffs, more go and seeing what you can, what you can get out of it? Is there a chance to sort of like, you know, ease some of Dame's concerns and 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 have this be the happy ending that I think many of us always envisioned that Dame would be here forever and that if he did leave he'd be you know 37 or whatever and he would be um he'd be heading to I don't know greener pastures certainly different pastures so let us start with the with the do it cuz like I said many 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 people have sent me this idea on on via on Twitter like people tweeted at me a ton of emailers uh, lockedonblazerspod at gmail.com is the email many 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 of you have sent me some version of this like hey isn't it is wouldn't it just make more sense to go ahead and do it and like I said I I think this both comes from like a pragmatic place people are like you know logicking this out and saying this is a good idea and also just the sort of pessimists and I I can relate to both of those types cuz I think those are maybe maybe two of my strongest qualities in the way I I think about basketball. I am I am uh, comfortable in pessimism for sure. If you've listened to this podcast regularly, you probably already know that. So here's here's why you would do it, right? Here's why you just say let's let's go ahead and 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 get this thing over with. Trade Dame, see what's next. One, because you just you're going to get a massive package. Uh, there's been some reporting from uh, Mark Stein and also. Uh, Others around the league that 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 a package for or other media members around the league, but specifically Mark Stein, that like a package for Damian Lord would would yield a huge haul, like a James Harden esque four first round picks, three pick swaps, and a couple young players type of haul, like the haul that that OKC got when when they traded Paul George to the Clippers. A massive haul, right? Like a like a franchise altering haul. You would get you know four first round picks. 
uh, you would get three, or excuse me, yeah, four first round picks and three pick swaps, like the, the maximum you can trade. That would mean you'd be under control. You'd have control of seven picks into the future. And while they all might not be high picks, just having multiple draft picks to, you know, facilitate trades going forward, et cetera, et cetera, is, is as valuable as, at, you know, really real valuable trade chips, a way to, even if you don't end up making those picks, it's like a way to sweeten trades and get better players, upgrade the roster in a variety of ways. You're going to get this massive package. You might be able to get uh, like a, a year young rising t- talent back uh, whether that's uh, Jared Allen or Karis LeVert or in the uh, sort of best case scenario the Shea uh, Gilgis Alexander where he's like this is a this might be a future star like the OKC might have you know just a 22 year old stud on their hands someone who's going to be like a multi-time all-star a bona fide star in this league and you get to sort of start over obviously you might be bad for a couple years but you get to start over from from be, you know, with with a really nice foundational piece. And that's the type of trade the Dame would get you. In addition, you just go ahead and do this before Dame makes it public. While it's obvious that Dame is frustrated, he has not gone full Anthony Davis where his agent has come out in the press and saying, I want to be traded. And then you have to, you're sitting out and holding out AD and things get messy. It's, it's not a James Harden situation where, uh, you know, Dame is like not showing up for training camp and kind of like, you know, coming in out of shape to sort of prove to the, prove to the franchise that he doesn't, that, that they need him more than, more than he needs the franchise. Uh, it's, it hasn't gotten there. And while there's been some reporting from Henry Abbott that Dame would consider that nuclear option, it, to me, that sounds very unlikely. Uh, there's certainly a time when Dame could be public and say, I want out of here in, in, um, in a straightforward way. He's been very honest through this process. Um, He's been very honest in his frustrations, and I I applaud that. But before it is out there, before it's like Damon Lillard has a request to trade, line up your bids, while it's still kind of just you know, the sort of undercurrent, everyone knows that it's a, a possibility, but it isn't the possibility. You know, right now that's Ben Simmons. You, you might, might be able to, you don't, you haven't lost your leverage yet. You're, 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 you're going to just do this before, if ever, Damian Lode goes public and get the most value for your trade. I mean, that's that's what OKC did, mo- kind of moving quickly and quietly off of Paul George. Um, you know, they might be in the desert for a little while, wandering in the wilderness, but they, you know, they're built, they built a... R- that trade allowed them to build the foundation they have, whether that foundation sort of, um, you know, leads to something, leads to a Larry O'Brien trophy or a couple cracks at it is a whole nother thing that we'll talk about in the second segment. But it's before you kind of, before the, before this really out there in public, you make this trade, you trade Dame while you have your most leverage, while he is most appealing, while other teams can't negotiate against you. Now you're doing them a favor. You're giving them one of the top 10 players in the league and they better give you back the whole haul. This is how you maximize that return. The other argument for it, and I think this is the one that many, many people have emailed me here, is is that there's just a feeling of inevitability. Like, it's just going to happen. So why not do it now while you can, you know, while... Why not just go ahead and get it done? Because if you know you're going to do it eventually, do it now, get, get what you can get. Like, don't... Don't wait until this thing gets messy. Like just, just this is the tear the bandaid off argument. Like, like the Blazers could can the Blazers should just do it now because what is what is the point of sort of holding the sort of emotions of the fan base hostage for eight months? I don't really think that's I think what's happening, but I do see like if you're really emotionally invested in this team, watching what might be like a lame duck year for Dame, it doesn't isn't going to feel good. So if they're going to do it, just go ahead and do it. I've heard many, um, not just listeners to the show, but just like uh, people I've talked to about the team have kind of shared that, um, you know, fans and stuff have shared that sentiment. It's just like, oh, just do it already. 
That was an impression of uh, basketball Gabe. I believe a former star in the uh, the Rip City Report lore. For uh, for those of you who are real deep into the Blazers podcast world, you'll remember basketball Gabe. And I think the sort of last reason that, I, that I've seen brought up, and I, and I think it's a real one, is that the Blazers might still be able to field like a playoff-level team. Uh, if you flip Dame for Ben Simmons, some, some, like, you're going to be worse. Let's be clear. Like, I think that's, that's one of the big problems here. You're not going to get back one of the 10 players, 10 best players in the league. You're going to get a little bit worse, but you're setting yourself up for future seasons. You're trying to be, be sure that you're, you know, better in 2025 than you are, than you otherwise would be, or better in 2023 than you otherwise would be is maybe a better, uh, shorter, shorter, more appealing timeline way to, way to explain this. But you might, you might, if you flip Dame for somebody like Ben Simmons or like, or a Pascal Siakam, like if you don't go the sort of like young young star and waiting route and you get this like mid-20s pretty good all-star level player, like you might be able to build a playoff team. You might be able to get a whole haul of draft picks and still be a competitive playoff team. Now, being a low-level playoff team doesn't get you any closer to the 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 goal in the near term, but, you know, building a low-level playoff team and getting a whole haul of picks and kind of, you know, getting getting some sort of like... Uh, getting a big reset or whatever could be appealing. Like a Ben, I don't know how good a Ben Simmons, CJ McCollum, Norm, and Nurk group is, but I think that's like a play-in level team in the West. Um, that I don't think I, you're you're sacrificing some of your some of what you are, but I don't like I I think you. I think there is a world in which you can trade Damian Lord and maintain like a competitive edge. Like you can still be a good basketball team because you could get back the type of immediate contributors that could allow you to continue to be a good basketball team. I think the argument for doing it is that it's there's an inevitability to it. So you might as well do it and get this ma- massive package back. You might as well do it when your sort of leverage in negotiating is highest. And that it isn't an it isn't a guaranteed teardown. Uh, there is. A, I don't think that like the sort of like future health of the franchise is going to be saved by trading Dame, but I think that like there are some reasonable arguments to be made for it. And I hope that in this first segment, I kind of laid out, uh, laid out the reasons why I would at least consider it. In the second segment, I want to argue against everything I just said. I was wrong in these first 10 minutes. I'm going to tell you why in the second segment, I'll make the argument for keeping Dame and why you don't why you don't give in to the pessimism and even maybe pragmatism of people who say just take the band-aid off already but before we get there let's talk about sweat block look it's 100 degrees in portland right now as i'm rec- as i'm recording this it's 100 degrees it's hot today uh it is a, it is a sweaty time of year but if you are someone who's not just sweaty when it's 100 degrees, but sweaty all the time. Sweat block might be right for you. You can wear what you want with confidence, and you won't have to worry about perspiring a whole bunch. That's because the sweat block wipes are going to be the solution you need. They're stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it the night before, before you go to bed, and the next morning you wake up and go about your morning routine. Shower, go about your day, do not worry about sweat, guaranteed. And when they say guaranteed, they truly mean it. It's a money-back guarantee. So if you or someone you love is dealing with this, if they are a big-time perspirer, why not give Sweat Block a try? At least check it out. You can get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code LOCKEDON. It's also available at CVS as well as via Amazon. So check them out, sweatblock.com. Today's show is also brought to you by Rock Auto. It's the family business that's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. 
So if you are going to work on your car, do it cheaper and easier. Save that time, save your money, use Rock Auto. If you go to a chain store or a car dealership, you might end up spending 30% more, 50% more, even 100% more. That's twice as much. So don't mess with the chain stores. Don't mess with the dealership. Go to the website that's got hundreds of parts, hundreds of thousands of parts even from ev- for every make and model. Go to rockauto.com. Explore the easy-to-use website. Find a solution to your auto part needs. It's rockauto.com. You'll see all the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. That way, they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. All right. So in the first segment, I made my case for why it's time to trade Damien Lillard right now. You know what's going to happen. You might as well do it. Do it while you have the most leverage. Get your massive package of picks and just just tear the Band-Aid off. Don't wait. Don't wait for this just to happen in July of 2022. If you if it, if, if it, this inevitable moment is coming, get it done now. Don't have a lame duck season. Get the biggest package you can. But let's flip the script. And I'll tell you why I was totally wrong and make the, the opposite case. For why, hold on to Damian Lord. Don't trade him now. Don't do it. Don't do it, you masochist. What are you talking about? I think first and foremost, like the, the biggest argument against this is that draft picks are not guaranteed. The most of the, the person who draft picks and future draft picks are most valuable to are an executive. They're a way to kick your job down the road. It is, it is a job security, job preservation type tool. If you trade Damian Lord for seven draft picks, you might get a chance to make all seven of those draft picks or at least a bunch of them, right? To get it right. Like you've, you've preserved your job. You've kicked it down the road. If you go for it and, 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 it doesn't work out and you have like a roster and a bare cupboard, someone else is going to come in there to replenish the cupboard. But if you fill that cupboard up, it is very likely that you get a chance to just keep going. That is that is something that happens around the league. It is, draft picks are more valuable for executives than they are for the team themselves. I, I believe that, y'all. But, you know, four, four, four extra first rounders and, and the right to upgrade your, dra- your pick with pick swaps... Uh, in, in other drafts, like that, there's real value there. But what you're aiming for with those draft picks is to draft Damian Lillard, to draft this generational talent, to draft one of the, at worst, three best players in the history of the franchise. You're looking for Bill Walton and Clyde Drexler and Damian Lillard, and it seems like those guys come around once every 20 years. It's, it's just not, it's just not that, there's no guarantee. Now, more bites at the apple, to use a Nate Duncan phrase, and you know more chances at it if you if you load up on draft picks, right? Like that's the the Philly process, right? You know you're going to get draft picks wrong because it's basically a uh, a dart throwing contest. But if you give yourself as many chances as possible, you're liable to get it right. But there's just no guarantee, and even if you get it right, you might get it right to get like a bunch of solid players, and maybe not Damian Lamont, Ollie Lillard, maybe not one of the you know three best players to ever don your jersey, and quite frankly, one of the two best players to don your jersey. And if he sticks around long enough, the greatest trailblazer of all time. Draft picks, while enticing, are not players. Players win championships. Uh, it's it's there are there are no guarantees in the draft uh see the last half decade for the blazers if you have any questions i think the other reason to not trade damon load right now is to give chauncey billups a chance and this is a big one right like 
It's clear where Neil Olshay stands on this. He thinks the roster was pretty good and that with a new coach, they can take a big jump. And he might be right. And the only way to find out if he's right is to let Damian Lord have that chance to take the jump with Chauncey Billups. Uh, Billups was on Trailblazers courtside this week and he talked about all the things you want to hear a new coach talk about. One thing I didn't love was he said they weren't going to shoot 53s a game. Um, that's fine. That's prob- That's good math. But the other stuff, you know, they can be better on defense with just like a little more buy-in and a little more effort. Uh, it's not all effort. Defense is a skill. If it was all effort, every team could be good at it, et cetera, et cetera. But getting guys to buy in on that and knowing they need to take a step forward, that's what you want to hear from a new coach. He also talks about ball movement, utilizing Yusuf Nurkic more, and, and being a better team because they were going to, you know, spread teams out, get into the paint, and move the ball, and be hard to guard. All of the things the Blazers haven't been the last couple seasons. Uh, I think they, you know, in late, late uh, stage Terry Stotts, late career Stotts here in Portland, they were just a stagnant, no, no passing, bunch of dribbling, you go get it. They were not aesthetically pleasing, very good sort of like uh, efficiency numbers offense, but not particularly aesthetically pleasing and, and sort of the lack of ball movement stuff often got to them in the playoffs when they played against better competition. Chauncey Billups saying the right things, improve on defense, pass the ball more. This team's already good. They just have to sharpen up and they can take a, a step. And I think that might be right. I think the Blazers can improve with those things. Can they take a step to like holding a trophy? I don't think so, but like they could get with the sort of basic elements that Chauncey Billups presented in his interview on uh, Trailblazer. TV on Trailblazers courtside uh, this it's you know this that's what they would need that is that is the sort of formula to take a step forward that is it is what you want to hear from a new coach um, the videos I've seen of Chauncey that the Blazers have released I'm, I'm really repping uh, Blazers broadcasting here but that's that's who's got the goods like uh, his you know the clips from him coaching in summer league are fun like he looks like a good teacher and, and a guy like you know that is talking that is a, a good communicator and like um the type of stuff you want to see from a new coach and a first-time coach, like a, a someone who is going to command the room and connect to people and can do all these things. He's he's played in the league, and as he said in that same uh, Trailblazers courtside interview, like he's been the sixth best player on the team, he's been the eighth best player on the team, he's been the best player on the team. He can relate to a lot of dudes in a lot of different situations. So you don't trade Damian Lord just yet because you give him a chance. You give Chauncey a chance. You believe in this coaching upgrade to t- help you take the next step. Like you're never going to find out if this was the thing if you don't run it back. Now, they didn't have to run a damn controlled experiment where they take the same roster and just see if Chauncey can do better than Stotts with the same core group. They could have done a little bit different, but they haven't so far. So we'll get this control experiment. Um, uh, tr- truly fascinating if upgrading from uh, Ennis Cantor and Carmelo Anthony off the bench to Cody Zeller and Tony Snell and more Nazir Little and Derek Jones Jr. is the difference uh, is a difference in sort of winning several playoff series or not. We will find out. But if you you don't trade Dame because you want to find out, you want to give Chauncey Billups this chance. And the last reason we're not training Dame now is you can just do it. You can just do it later. Sure, in the first segment, I talked about the inevitability, and I think there's some truth to that. Like, it doesn't feel like Dame's going to be on the team when the 2022 season starts regardless. But you don't have to, you don't have to succumb to that inevitability. You don't have to give in. And in fact, if it, if, if that inevitability comes, you're probably still going to get the same trade package next July as you do now. You're still going to get the massive overhaul. You might as well give yourself one more shot at it. Find out if it doesn't work. You you are very unlikely to be in a worse position then as you are now. Like, even if you lose a little bit of leverage and it becomes clear you have to trade him, the, like... It was, you had to trade James Harden. You got a massive overhaul. You had to trade Anthony Davis. You got a massive. You got a massive haul. Not overhaul. You got a massive haul. It's like 
even when these dudes have demanded out and demanded the location the the team trading away this star still gets a still gets a big old bag of stuff so you can just wait you don't have to do it now because that big old bag of stuff's probably still going to be waiting for you so don't trade dame now draft picks are no guarantee if you hired Chauncey Billups to be the one to steer the ship in the right direction, let him get a chance to steer the best version of this ship. And waiting probably won't cost you that much. There will be a limited change in the trade return. There might be, You might lose a little bit of leverage, but overall, the return on trading someone like Dame now versus next year, you know, 31 and, 31 and a couple months versus about to turn 32 is, is probably negligible. He's still going to be very good, and you're still going to get a big old haul of stuff. And if that's what you're looking for in a trade, I don't think that's going to change too drastically. So I've laid out my case for doing it, tearing the Band-Aid off, and I've, I've laid out my case for patience. But those are just hypotheticals. In the third segment, I'll, I'll share what I really think. Because many of you ask me, Mike, what do you think? And I say, uh, and, and I do 20 minutes on hypotheticals and, and, and weigh both sides and sit on the fence. I'm hopping off the fence in the third segment. I'll tell you what I would do. But before I do that, I'll tell you about betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You want to bet on Dame's next team? Well, you can on Bet Online. Are you are you a Blazers masochist who wants to uh, who wants to bet on the Knicks landing Damian Lillard? The odds are right there for you. But if you want to bet on anything else, you can too. Major League Baseball still rolling along. WNBA hopping back in action next week. I'm excited about it. You can bet on offseason stuff and in the NBA. There's UFC and MMA action. If there are sports out there you want to bet on, you'll find it on betonline.ag. So head on over to that website, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listening to Locked on Blazers. I laid out the case. The the pro, trade Damian Lillard. The con, keep Damian Lillard. Keep him. But I promised you I'd hop off the fence, which isn't always my approach. So many times I uh, I, I, I try to weigh both sides. And, and and quite frankly, you know, if I'm not hitting you with the heavy hell nod, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, walk with you down the path and see where your argument is coming from. But I did that. You got 20 minutes of that. And hopefully you cherish those 20 minutes. But before I hop off the fence, let me let me take you down. Let me tell you a little story. Let me take you behind the scenes, crafting this podcast. I told my wife that I was going to record this. She's a huge, huge basketball fan. Uh, we watch a ton of NBA games together. And being at home more often than we ever have been over the last year and a half, we've, we've even watched more NBA games together. So I, I bounce this podcast off of her. And I said, I'm going to do a, a Should They Trade Dame episode. And she said, well, what do you think? And my gut reaction in that moment was, you know what? Let's tear the damn Band-Aid off and do it. Let's just do it. You know what's going to happen. You just... he, he Damien Lord seems mad, frustrated, and and trying to sort of coax that happiness out of him and, and having this narrative of, do you want it? Are you going to get traded? Is this your last year in Portland? Are you happy? Did this, uh, did this, you know, mid-season trade that, that Neil pulled off to moderately upgrade the bench? Did, is this the thing that's going to make you stay? Like, I, I don't need that. And so that was my gut reaction. I, I said, tear, tear it off. 
You know what's going to happen. Just go ahead and do it. But then as I prepared more for this show and I kind of, you know, got my thoughts in order, I think I've changed my tune. And part of it was trying to put myself in your shoes, dear listener. One thing that I sort of, in my sort of pragmatic, logical approach as I'm writing out the pros and cons here, I, I, didn't, con- I didn't consider the like true emotional element of Trading Dame. It's not just, it isn't just, do you want draft picks now or do you want them in July? And it's not just like, you know, give Chauncey Billups a chance because, you know, that's it's good process to hire the coach and give him an opportunity and all those things. Like, it's not, it's not just the logic that I've kind of laid out. There's a real emotional element to trading someone who's been so beloved here and such a, has like made himself a part of the community and made himself a, a true franchise pillar and icon when you're building Mount Rushmore. Dame's getting the first spot because if he's not the greatest blazer of all time, he's certainly the most beloved. And I think to some extent, I, I discounted that. I discounted the sort of emotional fan element. Blazer fans love Damian Lillard and rightfully so. And I don't think my tear the bandaid off, get rid of him. It doesn't, does not touch on the emotional side of it. It doesn't touch on why we love this team. And you know, if you listen to this podcast, that I believe strongly in holding on to your joy. Life is so challenging that if you love something and if that something wears number zero for your favorite basketball team, why get rid of it? Why, why, why force it away? Even if the team has kind of bummed you out this summer, he's not the one who's a bummer. So I've changed my tune, my, you know, on, on Tuesday morning or whatever, when I was discussing this in my, in my home or in uh, walking through the neighborhood, I kind of, it was like, yeah, screw it. Tear the bandaid off. Let's just trade him. You know, what's going to happen. This like giving into the inevitability of this, but here I am hitting record, talking my way through this, thinking my way through this some 36 hours later. And I think I've landed on don't do it. Not now, at least. If the Blazers don't win a championship this year, it's not a failure of the franchise. 29 teams lose. And if Damian Lillard formally asks out and you have to trade him, it'll be a bummer. But wait for that. Wait for the dam to break. Because even if he asks out, you haven't lost. You're not going to like... You haven't lost all of your leverage in trade and trade talks. You're still gonna you're still gonna be able to get back basically everything you've ever wanted in in a in the trade. You still might end up with you know the the Brandon Ingram uh, SGA whatever it is, even maybe Ben Simmons type of 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 haul. Like you might end up with that even if you wait. Maybe not those specific players, and certainly not SGA. But you're you're gonna end up with a massive trade return when you trade Dame. But you don't have to do it now. You can run it back and be the fifth best team in the West and hope that you're healthier than you were last season. And then you finish somehow fourth in the West. You get home court advantage and you get one last real send off with hopefully the arena full next spring. Perhaps the more logical side of me when I started this process said, just do it because you have to do it. But I, I where I landed as we close the show is that not yet. No reason to do it yet. It might be, I even think the pragmatic side suggests that you're, the best you're going to be with a Dame trade is like a, like a, a, a low level playoff team. Like if, if you trade for Ben Simmons, like the best player on the market, you're going to end up like with 
you know, like a low, a low level playoff team and a chance to build to the future, but you still got a bunch of money tied up in Norman Powell and CJ McCollum. And like, you're still kind of locked into a, a, just an okay core and that's fine. But I'd rather have that okay core and Damian Lord for one more year and then figure it out. And then like, I, where I've landed is it's okay to be okay. And this version of okay is more appealing than the others. So wait for July. <laughs> If this is inevitable and it happens the way I kind of think it will, you just, you come what may then it'll be, the franchise will still be, it'll still be like good health of the franchise or whatever. It'll still be good business to trade Damian Lillard then, but not yet. Give it one more go. I'm off the fence. Don't trade Dame. In Friday's show, we are going to take a look at the Blazers summer league through three games. What we've seen from the guys who are on the roster and, I guess we'll talk about Kenneth Freed and Michael Beasley a little bit, but I want to dive into what we've seen from Trenton Watford and what we've seen from Greg Brown and what we've seen from C.J. Ellaby, the guys who are going to be, you know, part of the team for sure next year. And after about three games of Summer League, I think we'll have a better chance. So look for that in Friday's show, a the first week of Summer League and, and what we've learned so far, what we've seen so far. And we'll also have a Blazers moment of joy, our off-season segment uh, on Friday shows where I share a moment of Blazers joy from listeners of this community. It's it's a, it's why you fell in love with the Blazers or a, mo- or a Blazers memory that brings you joy or, or, or how your sort of joy is defined by Blazers fandom. Anything, happiness and the Blazers is the theme. So if you have one of those, like if you've been holding on to this this sort of joyful moment, a good feeling this team brings you or or something to that effect, email me, lockedonblazerspod at gmail.com. Share your Blazers moment of joy. Also share this podcast with your friends. Tell them they can find it wherever they already get podcasts. Just search Locked On Blazers. We'll be there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.